0: Welcome to the next episode of the Fantasy Pints podcast. Hello, James.
1: Hello, mate. It's been a while.
0: It it does feel like it's been a while. It's not actually been that long, but um, I think the one we released two weeks ago was obviously recorded in April, and then two weeks before that was the Magic Mod, which was another great episode, I thought.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we we got together for the intro and outro re-record for for Dave, we sold a couple of weeks ago, but um, it's been probably nearly a month since we had the magic mod on um as a guest so it feels nice to be to be back uh we do have busy schedules it's been festival season there's tons yeah. of gigs uh yeah there i'm is. good i'm good mate um should there we talk is. about should we talk about last weekend
0: um last weekend weekend um, before sorry are you talking about neighborhood weekend yeah and, well, and can't. singleton yeah. park Oh, of course um Catfish's final gigs that weren't final gigs.
1: Yeah, yeah, so I went down it was um Yonaka Yonaka, Yonaka. Yeah, Yonaka. didn't catch them unfortunately. <laughs> um did catch Feeder. Never seen Feeder live. Did Always not disab- good. did not did live. I mean... Yeah, fantastic. Um followed by Yumi at 6 which was a good gig. Um when a he played th- his throwback w- w- yeah, well, when they played the old stuff, I was loving it. I didn't know any of the newer stuff. I've not listened to You Me at Six for probably the last four albums, maybe. Um, Lived a Lie, that kind of era, that was the last I kind of tuned in. There was a tune, what's the tune where they, they were... The, the The music video is the driving like dirt track dirt bikes around a racetrack or something. That yeah, was I'm the last the person. Yeah, that was the last single of theirs. Mm-hmm. I think I listened to, but they they played some of the the classics. You know, like um, they played "Lived lie. they played like "Underdog," um, and a few a few other bangers. That was really good. And then "Catfish," I mentioned to Sean afterwards. I thought the gig was unreal. The music sounded mega as it always does just felt like a bit of a disconnect uh, Mm. between the band members. And in hindsight, I I don't know if I was just kind of overanalyzing the situation because of the information that I was predisposed to and the conspiracies I had seen. Um, That was on the Saturday. Uh, At the same time, uh, Sean was watching James at Neighbourhood Weekender. Indeed. uh, Um, On the the Saturday. And how was that?
0: I thought neighborhood was really good this year. Um, obviously, it wasn't I went the first year with Cortina's and Noel, and um, yeah, I was I was really impressed.
1: Like um, we we did go the first year, yeah, with with Cortina's and Noel. Sure.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. As I said, um, but <laughs> yeah, in terms of catfish, obviously they closed the, the Sunday night. Um, I, when I saw the reading set, I'm inclined to agree that they looked a bit disjointed. But I thought on the the final day of neighborhood, I thought they were brilliant. I was I did think at the time that that's kind of a fitting way to go out because obviously everyone thought it was the final gig um not to be as they announced they um supporting stereophonics the day after so um who knows <laughs> who knows what's happening but yeah' there's just, there's just loads of gigs that they're on at the minute um <laughs> are, like loads of festivals I feel a bit worn out from everything but I'm at Sam Fender tonight or yesterday if uh, in terms yeah. of the podcast do we know uh, Victoria um, warehouse. Indeed. Then we've got Blossoms Saturday at Manchester Arena with the Lathams and Magic Gang, and then Cortinas and Tom Grennan next week.
1: Is it not Blossoms again?
0: Blossoms are supporting Cortinas, but if anything, if I've learnt anything from the Emirates Old Trafford bar from previous years, I will not be watching any of the support acts because I'll be (laughs) in for a drink. Um, Yeah, yeah. and big news this week from... um, Coming out of music was uh, Jamie Webster's album announcement, Moments. His new album will be out on January the 28th. He's released a new single, which is brilliant, and a video for that. He's got a tour coming up. And guess who's on the podcast this week, James? Is it Jamie Webster? Correct. Shall we get him in? Get him in. Let's do it. (laughs) And we're joined this week by a very special guest, one of the most exciting singer-songwriters in the UK at the minute, off the back of a big announcement. Jamie Webster, how are you
2: doing? I'm very good, lads. Thanks very much for having me on. No worries. Thanks for
1: joining us, mate.
0: Cheers,
2: mate. How are you doing, all right?
0: Yeah, we're good. We're good. All Uh, good. Not not as buzzing as you, I imagine, because we'll uh, we'll dive straight into yesterday's announcement, which was uh, the the new album, Moments, out January the twenty eighth. How does it feel to finally get the the news out there?
2: Yeah, I've been obviously we recorded it in. April, the end of April, start in May, um, in Rockfield Studios. So, you know, I've had I had that great experience, and I wasn't really able to talk about it for too long because,
1: yeah. you know,
2: we were sort of trying to keep a little bit of secrecy around the album and let the hype build, and then obviously let it after doing a big gig, sort of let it explode to everyone that it's coming out and there's a new sound, But yeah, I'm made up to, to to finally have you know two singles off the album out there, and after the announcement, there and. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, as a musician, besides playing live gigs, you know, making albums is the the next best thing that you can do. And I love just seeing, I love, like, off the first album campaign, We Get By, I I just loved every minute of it, the excitement of it, the the sort of hustle and bustle of getting people engaged in it and seeing people's feedback and, you know, just watching it build and everything. It's just, it's a boss, um, it's like a boss sort of series of events, you know, from, writing the songs to recording the songs to planning the planning the campaign to actually you know go carrying out the campaign and living through the campaign to release week to chair positions and then to the gigs of people singing the songs back to you once they read them it's just an unbelievable process because it seems like it happens overnight you know like obviously once it's all said and done you're like I remember sitting down and writing those songs but Mm. you know to have it announced and and you know have people buzzing about it the reaction from all the fans has been as always it's just been incredible and it's what you do it for you know what I mean to engage with those fans and and get your words across to them
0: yeah I'll touch on Rockfield Studios actually you just mentioned um so many iconic bands have recorded there what's what's it like to to be part of that
2: it was unbelievable and you know like Make no mistake about it. It's not a big swanky London studio with all singing, or dancing. It's a farm, with two yeah. studios on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a working farm with two studios on it. That yeah. you know, people from Ozzy Osbourne to Freddie Mercury to Nolan Liam Gallagher, and and the Stone Roses, they've all recorded that. So, um, it, the history's just in the walls and the place. You know what I mean? Some of the rooms haven't been touched since the seventies. Like, and you can proper feel like you know, I could almost. I was staying in the same bedroom as Freddie Mercury was, and I could yeah. almost feel his ghost following me around in the morning. <laughs> it was buff. just uh, it was just amazing. It was just an unbelievable experience. Obviously, I got to work with a top producer whose name's Dave Weringer, yeah. and he's worked with uh, his main client, Adam Arick Street Preachers, who were obviously massive, massive, and also a massively political band. Mm. Um, so it was great to be able to work with him because I feel like he just got me from the start and just really tried to make me comfortable. He's also worked with like the Who, you know, going from Roger Daltrey, Pete Downs and also Will Holt Johnson, Tom Jones, Kylie Minogue. He's just worked with loads, loads <laughs> of massive people. Do you know what I mean? And uh, he's just a the, as well as the Proclaimers, he's just a uh, he was an unbelievable uh, producer and an unbelievable person to work with. And Rockfield was his studio of choice, so. Mm. It was, mate, for me and the lads who play me my band, we were just pushing to get there. And we'd done the same, sch- we had the same schedule as Oasis did for What's the Story Morning Glory, and that's 13 days to, mm. to do it all. And we were in the studio for like 14 hour days, like sometimes still just, but it was an unbelievable because your bedroom is literally a 15 minute walk away from the studio front door. So it's like,
0: yeah.
2: I was in my dressing gown until three o'clock <laughs> and in the day most of the time, if you <laughs> want I mean, to be there. Yeah, I'm comfortable as anything. The The staff there have been amazing, and the records once people hear it, you, you can tell it's being done in a top studio with the top producers. It just sounds massive, and I'm mm. absolutely buzzing with it. Yeah, well,
0: we've obviously heard a couple of uh, of the tracks where uh, Days Unknown went down great, and then you've released the new single going out, which is just I think it's just like sort of an instant hit, isn't it? Especially from what I've seen from people online. What's that reception been like?
2: Yeah, it's been great. I mean, I've seen a few people, you know, a uh, few people who have, who've been supporting me for a while have come out on socials and said, "You know, it's just my favourite one yet. Yeah, it's a, it's a instant toe-tapper sort of thing. It's just, got, I think it's just when the, when the track explodes, it's just got that riff, hasn't it? Yeah. And the riff sort of like, it's almost like a classy, classic indie riff, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. You could imagine like yeah. the Libertines and bands like that playing it. <laughs> and it just, yeah, it just makes you feel good. I think that song and I mm. made up that that's what everyone who's listened to it seems to have withdrew from it you know what i mean mm. i had one not one not that you'd know, always get who said it's just the same as all the others do you know what i mean but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know the like that was the only negative comments i've seen and for for all the comments mm. i've had that's unbelievable and mm. yeah i'm just buzzing like you know obviously you write these songs from the first sort of scribble on a piece of paper and the first note of an acoustic guitar and you know so when you when you hear people connecting with them once they're released it's an unbelievable f- feeling because they're like it's like sending your kids off to school and seeing them do well do you know what yeah. I mean that's almost yeah, what it's yeah, like yeah. when you release yeah. a song not that I've got children like but I can imagine that's what yeah, yeah. my songs feel like like kids to me do you know what I mean like because I've literally watched them the birth of them from a piece of paper in the demo room into a proper studio the whole process and now obviously going into people's ears mm. that's the it's an number release days are like if you get a good one, like I did with Days Unknown, like I did with going out yesterday, it, mm. you're just buzzing all day You constantly. I mean, do on your eyes and you get a bit of a headache because you're on your phone all day trying to like keep the engagement tight and trying to like get into, well, me, I try and get in touch with everyone who said something nice about me. It's, I know yeah. how much it means to people when you come back to yeah. them and thank them for the support. So I always try and do that. And it's a long, tedious day for me, really, because I'm literally <sighs> just, I'm buzzing at the same time, but I'm like, yeah, at mm. least, like, like, and when it's a good day, obviously, the notifications and, you know, your streams, it all just keeps coming in and going up, and you try and yeah. keep your eye on everything, and, yeah, it's, it's by the end of the day, you're absolutely wiped out, but, you know, I, I just can't thank everyone enough for um, the support that they show me on release days and throughout, you know, leading up to the albums and, you know, leading up to the gigs, it's just, mm. I never, ever thought. obviously, I've come from a background in football music, and that's pretty... It, look, if you're singing football songs to football songs to football fans on a day that their football team have just win, just won, yeah. you pretty much know that it's going to go done. down well and you know that people are going to yeah. get behind. And it's been amazing over the years, but with my own music, you don't know that because, you know what I mean, it's not specific to a football team. It's inclusive to everyone and it's put out there into a bigger world than football. Do you know what I mean? And it's really, really nerve-wracking on how people are going to take to them. And when people, like, obviously when you see the, the excitement from other people in your music. Yeah. It's just it settles your nerves a lot, but it's also just it's just a boss feeling. I've just got a smile on my face every time I see someone engaged with something that I've done. It's it is what you do it for to make people feel part of something and to bring people together in, in sort of the name of your music. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: yeah. Cause you were f- for for a while very much heavily associated with with Liverpool Football Club. You still are, but do you reckon Everton fans warm to you? Just a little bit. <laughs> just a I, well, just... I
2: have, I, it's growing the Everton fan thing, do you know what I mean? Like, I was yeah, speaking yeah. in the radio about this the other day. It's like, I get it from an Everton fan's perspective. Yeah. For, for, for like, <laughs> you know, like, I, I get it fully. If, if, if I'd seen if I was just a normal football fan, a music fan, and obviously a Liverpool fan, and I'd seen this kid singing songs about Liverpool and, you know, about Everton, whatever... Every time Liverpool had won a big game, you'd see this kid singing songs to a load of people who you you know you don't like the sight of. <laughs> yeah. I understand that when he says, right, I'm gonna take over the world with the old music, the deep dog. Well, not with my help, you know, you know what <laughs> I mean? I get, like, yeah, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it first off, but obviously the more and more some of my best, very, very best mates blues. Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like a, it's not like I I, I see someone walked past me I goes, All right, lads, what's your name? Oh, I'm yeah, Jamie, what's your name? John, who do you support? John, I support everything. Like, see you later, can't talk. Yeah, not no. like yeah, not no, like it's not like that, yeah. It's not, it's you yeah. know what I mean? So, it's like, once fit, the more music comes out and the more people see the gigs and see that I'm singing songs about them and working class yeah. life. And, you know, because I am, I'm writing for everyone, like people like me, people like you, no matter who you support, where you live, what you do. You know what I mean? If you're from a certain background of, of you know working class life, then my songs are for you. You know what I mean? It's it's for me and you. It's like I'm writing for us, do you know what I mean? I'm trying to let our voices be heard in, in, in a big old world yeah. where we're not sort of heard a lot. So once that sort of gets crossed over more and more, it's not gonna happen overnight and it's happening slowly but surely. Mm. I'll get I'm not gonna get it. I'm not gonna you're never gonna please everyone, you know what I mean? And I mean No, but like I think that. it's
1: I think you're definitely getting there, mate. I'm um I play up and down Matthew Street and in all the Irish bars around town. And the amount of blues that are requesting your tunes from me, mate, it, you'd probably be surprised. You know? Yeah, but this, yeah,
2: this place is about not, not forgetting where you come from. It's obviously about no matter where you go in the world, being proud of where you've come from and where you've been yeah. raised. And, you know, that's for me, that's live the city of Liverpool. And for a lot of Everton fans, that's the city of Liverpool as well. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And for
2: people in Glasgow, whether they're Celtic or Rangers fans, for them, that's the city of Glasgow. Do you know what I mean? It's about... Yeah. Wherever you are from, being proud of it and owning it really, and not Absolutely. like you know, not putting it down. And mm. uh, yeah, obviously everyone knows how proud I am to, to, to bang this ghost drum. Do you know what I mean? And I, course, I always mate. will be. Yeah. But... And
1: there's there's not many gigs I play where your tunes aren't requested now. And in fact, yeah, when when, nice. when you were talking about going out a minute ago, I was thinking to myself because I've got a couple of gigs tonight. I'm thinking to myself I'm going to be disappointing a good few people tonight because they're going to be coming up to me saying, "You play Jamie Webster's new tune. You play going out." Yeah. <laughs> give, 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 give me a week, mate, give me a week, you do you know week. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, where <laughs> are you playing tonight, mate? I'm in um Rocking Horse on Great Charlotte Street at seven, I'm in Dirty O'Shea's at nine, I'm McCoolie's at 11.
2: That's the proper shirt at that life isn't it, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, mate, yeah, yeah it's yeah. heavy. It's, it's right, don't look. I've done, yeah. done loads, like, slaughterhouse, perhaps all them yeah, of yeah. but I've done, done them for seven, eight years, do you know what I mean? Like, it was a... Uh, I, I, I to love them. The, the atmospheres you get on some
0: of them yeah. Friday nights, the end dude, oh, the nighters and boss. all that—it's absolutely yeah. really nuts, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's boss. J- James, don't you have a have a good story about earning a bit of money off it? James? Yeah, you you've, you've made me have made me a bit of
1: money actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> only a few weeks ago, I was—I uh, just finished in McCoolies. It was about two on like a Sunday morning, like a Saturday night, Sunday morning, and I just finished off. Probably just played like Sweet Caroline or something, and. uh, Take my guitar off me, uh, like from round me from off my shoulder and that. I'm about to put it in the bag. And uh, some fella comes up to the stage and he goes, Um, do you take requests, mate? I said I do, but you're a song too late. So I'm I'm fucking knackered, mate. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not joking, he got hundred quid out of his pocket and he said, Play weekend in paradise now. So I went, <laughs> Okay.
2: <Yeah. laughs> uh uh, the, uh... I'm a bit You got the hundred quid, like, yeah. like, <laughs> I was like yeah. say, you get gets a cut of yeah. it. now, it's commission. Yeah, yeah. no, that's much, <laughs> mate. It's right, and yeah. do you know what? Fair play because I, I. Pff. I've done a lot of times after the gigs and it's like, oh, lad, give us one more. And I've just been like, no, yeah, fuck off, like, yeah. I'm just, I'm too tired for it. Uh, yeah. Fair, fair play to you, lad, fair play yeah. yeah. and you ain't that, lad, <laughs> 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 will we'll, we'll go
0: back on uh, to talking about the new song, which we just mentioned, because the video for it is taken from Saturday's gig, isn't it, from the, the Guild. Um... I want you to try, I was going to ask you to try and sum up what that gig was like, but I think it's kind of summed up by your entrance, isn't it? To,
2: to, <laughs> yeah, 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 just a primeval role, like what it when I got on stage. <laughs> uh, obviously, like this gig's been put back and rescheduled and changed venues over like 18 months now, do you know what I mean? And this was like mm. the hometown sort of album show, do you know what I mean? It was going to be mm. a euphoric and all that, and then the album come and went, and then a year come and went since the album was released, and... This show still hadn't happened, so obviously, like, I'd been planning that entrance, that, like, that, the whole, the nerves that I was feeling, because I've had that long to think about it, and, like, scott has got all sorts of stuff into preparation. Like, we, we've we upped it with, we played, like, with SPDs in the background, you know what I mean? I had in ears for the first time, so I could really concentrate on what was going on on stage, rather than getting too involved in the crowd, because sometimes you just get carried, I personally get carried away in adrenaline mm. and sometimes like, forget that I've got a band behind me trying to keep up with me and play, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. uh, we, and i ordered order the big backdrop <clears throat> banner and all that, like i tried to make it look as proper as I could with all the time that we've had, so, but one thing I'd also planned was that instance back onto, the, you know, I thought like, people have been waiting for this just as long as I have. When I walk onto that stage, I want to let them know mm. that I want to be there just as much as they do, do you know what I mean? And, Obviously, I just like I was saying, I was thinking about playing it cool and just sort of giving it one of them. And then I just seen everyone, and I just thought, No way. About it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was mm. I, But It was good that I'd done it because as soon as i done it, the crowd just like it was already here, but then it just went to here. Do you know what raised I mean? It so one, I raised yeah, it for the, yeah. first, for the first song, and then I had everyone's like full euphoria. Engaged for that first tune, and then I, you know what I mean. I just read that wave then till the end of the gig. It was literally like riding a wave of adrenaline and euphoria. Mm. The gig yeah. passed me by on stage like that. I remember moments of it, you know what I mean, where it's like, yeah, oh, that was good. That was the rest of it. I was just a sweaty mess running around and trying to, you know what I mean, just enjoying. I was honestly just proper enjoying myself seeing some of the seeing that crowd, just like those lads with whipping the tops off and everything flowing around. <laughs> and it's just like, this to one of my gigs. I've seen all this at gigs. You know, being a punter at gigs mm. All my life Going to gigs Seeing lads on each other's shoulders You know what I mean Knocking the tops off Throwing ale all over each other I'm not too keen on that part But still, you know what I mean I've see, seen yeah. it happen all Year by year by year it, Like, you know Jerry Cinnamon gigs Liam Gallagher gigs or, you know loads of Cortina's gigs no. nearly every gig I've almost been to since I was a kid you know what I mean and I just stood there on the stage going is this really fucking happening at my gig in my <laughs> show do you know what I mean it was a yeah. surreal feeling and mm. yeah the, the, I think the lads Dan Hewitton, who who done the video he's captured it basically if anyone wants yeah. to know what the gig was like and what future gigs might be like just look at the video for going out on YouTube and That'll tell you. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's uh, It was special. It was, uh, like People people will say to me about Madrid and say, was that the best one you've ever done? And stuff like that. And up to Saturday night it was, yeah. Because, but, that was, th- those were all my songs from, from birth. Do you know what I mean? It was all my work. It was like, yeah. it was not, no other entity other than, than myself. Do you know what I mean? And obviously the lads, myself and my fans. There was no, football entity there was no you know what I mean it didn't matter it was just all about the tunes and mm. I've never had I've never had a buzz like that like you know like yeah. even looking back at some of the videos the next day I was just like tears in my eyes you were just like buzzing Yeah I've waited like we've all waited so long for not just me and me and a lot of other musicians and bands have waited so long for moments like that. And when they finally come around because we've gone so long without them you really do like you realize how much that they do mean and yeah mm. so look I also I'll look like i look at him so have an unbelievable you know fan base that, that yeah. give me that sort of support and like put me on that much of a pedestal and like you know really like do it with me you know what i mean because a man singing on stage is one thing but a man you know singing on a stage and coordinating and conducting two and a half thousand people with him, a full voice you know that's something else completely you know what i mean it's just like you can yeah. you can have the you can have the nicest Pitch perfect voice in the world, but if no one's singing along with you or dancing with you, what's the point? You know what I mean? But yeah. like, it's, uh, it's just an amazing, like, I just I can't say, you know, <sighs> play yeah. live like to crowds like that, just roll on the tour. That's the only thing I can say, rolling on the rest of them. I was,
0: I was going to say, good job, you enjoyed it because you've got three more homecoming shows as part of the tour, haven't you? Is that obviously, well, obviously, you're looking forward to the Liverpool shows. Is there anywhere else you're looking forward to visiting on that tour?
2: Everywhere. I've never really toured before. I don't, yeah. I've, I've done, I've done, I've played. Around the world and around the country, we're doing Liverpool FC gigs. Do you know what I mean. But that's not the same as they're always standalone gigs. I might do two gigs or three, four gigs in Ireland over a weekend, but then that'd be it. You know what I mean. And then, mm. but this is like a proper, proper tour—14, 15 places, cities, doing my own songs. This is like this is what I've always dreamed of. Do you know what I mean. And I, it's mad considering that I am onto my second album and stuff like that that I've never actually toured. And yeah. you know what I mean. But it's. I just, I can't wait, Any every every place on that tour is going to be a new, new experience for me, you know what I mean, because, I mean, yeah, I've done Belfast and Dublin before, and London before, but not, I haven't released a bank of songs like this, and, you know, for my own stuff, and, you know, it's just, I can't wait, I've only just got me, my sales thing through this week, you know, for all the places, and everything's approaching a sellout, I'd be surprised, yeah. that, that if there's more than two or three that don't sell out on the tour, I'd be surprised because mm. it's they're all heading that way they're all like 80% done as it is and mm. if not sold out and I just it's just great to be it'll be interesting like because I'm still coming off the back of that Liverpool thing so it will be interesting what people yeah. expect of me when I get up there on the stage and will you you know are they there for the Liverpool reason alone are they there for both reasons or are they there just for the own music and I hope mm. it's the latter to be honest because that's all that the fucking i to get do you know what I
1: mean yeah, no, absolutely mate you, <laughs> yeah. you just keep writing and playing good tunes like you do mate and, and the people will keep coming and you'll be selling out them shows you know what I mean yeah. that's, I, I,
0: I saw a quote from this feeling actually on Twitter do you know well you were seeing it obviously I think you replied to it on. What, do you know when you released the new song and they said like how is he not playing the big festival slots and stuff and I think it's certainly going in that direction isn't it sorry my voice is going <laughs> it's no, certainly no, going it's off. In, in that direction
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, radio play baffles me. Baffles a lot of people. I'm not the only person who should be on the radio. I think there's loads of loads of artists at the minute who are writing unbelievable music, and it's it's like you just hear it. I like not just me. Other bands that I hear stuff, I hear songs. You mm. know, that's a radio tune. that I heard mm. once. I heard going out. I was like that's a radio tune. Days unknown. I thought it was a radio tune. We've got radio edits that minus the swear words and stuff like that and substitutes to air yeah. words. You know what I mean? And they've all been pitched to radio. Well, like, obviously I get me support off the local radio stations, Manchester Xs Manchester. Yeah. You know, all, all the ones in Liverpool. You know, give give me a platform. All like the non national major ones. Yeah. Um, but you know, for the likes of your BBCs and that, and your radio Xs and your even like your capitals and that stuff like that. It's just. I mean, I, I I don't get it, you know what I mean? But it's not just me that I don't get, you know, there's loads of artists out yeah. there who are knocking out tune. You, you think if you put them on the radio, they'd be massive, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, yeah. it's not it's not the be all end all these days, but it does go a long way, do you know what I mean? And as far mm. as festivals are concerned, uh, I had to get my head around this summer that these festivals were all rollovers from the last festivals that got yeah. cancelled yeah. from COVID. I sort of, I'd give everyone a pass in my own head for not booking me do you know what I mean so like, <laughs> uh, um, like,
0: you, you're playing but, Sound City though aren't you I think
2: yeah, yeah obviously yeah I mean if if that didn't happen I been, well, <laughs> yeah. my label is sort of like partly you know in yeah. conjunction with Sound City
0: yeah. I wouldn't
2: have been I would have had a few, few uh, I would have been knocking on a few doors there if I wasn't <laughs> on that but uh, going into next year like you know I'm hopeful that, that some decent festival offers are going to come mm. and you know off the back of the album and the tours, hopefully I can make it undeniable for the radios to, to play mm. new music. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you watch Jerry mm. Cinnamon, where you start selling out massive venues all over the place, and how that's can it. the radios... Yeah, how they they did, how say can say no, radio, then. How can you yeah. say no, yeah. But... Well,
0: that's it. They'll, little ch- they'll chime in in a year what they said. Have you yeah. heard of this new artist? Yeah, mate, three years for.
1: ago. Um... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. what we're open for, but where, you know what? Where have you been? Yeah. Yeah.
2: But if mm. not, I, I'd, I'd, you know what? Every day of the week, I'd take those experiences with my fans yeah. or in, there, in them, in in those venues, large or small. Like, that's what, what yeah. you live for. That's what makes the. that's like, honestly, that's literally, like, that's what it's all about for me. Like, yeah. even just being in, in the dressing room 10, 15 minutes before going on, rattling with nerves and pacing up and down and, pumping with adrenaline and ready to go on and people are like, I'll have a drink. And you're like, nah, this is my fucking drink, mate. You know what I mean? This is like <laughs> this is what I yeah. this is like this is what we live for. Do you know what I mean? And mm. that's like if that if that's me till so I'm fifty 55 60 years of age, then I've I'll have lived a fucking great life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, if I can mm. get the radios and the festivals and everything else behind me, then it'll be even better. Do you know what I mean? Or fully expecting
1: like- to see you on some major festival lineups next year. That's where your tunes need to be played, mate. That's where you. That's where you need to be, because that 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 would be insane. Mm. I think you're probably, as you said, you you probably have to get your head around the fact that festival lineups this year were basically rollovers from last year. Um, I think you're probably going to, as a result, next year. My prediction. Uh, maybe I'm biased because I, I I do really enjoy your music, but I think you're gonna you know you're gonna skip a load of so you know the 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 up, up and coming stages and whatnot. You're gonna be on the main stages. You're gonna be you're gonna be on the lineups in in the top rows. Don't um, tempt fate, James. <laughs> <laughs> just let yeah, it, I feel yeah, like no, yeah. you, your music deserves it, mate.
2: Do you know what, mate? I can feel some I can feel that too in in some stages, and you know, like as say, right you and I just think sometimes you just gotta. Like, my, I've had a problem of believing in myself, do you know what I mean? Over, like, the past 18 months, what COVID done was shattered my confidence in terms of, like, mm. is it there, is it not? Do people still hungry for it? Do people want it? But now, like, after Saturday, it's just given me so much, like, obviously after doing the record, and the record, and then the, really, the responses to the singles and whatnot, but since, like, since the... Gig on Saturday, it's like no, that's fucking. It's there for all to see, and you know, like it's yeah. even there for me to see again now. And I'm, I'm yeah. I, I believe in myself, and you know, I'm open. I've set me sights to desires as you can go. You know what I mean? I want to be one of the best of the best. you know what I mean? I want to be the biggest of the biggest, and mm. you, you, you don't get there without. I, Believe in yourself Do you know what I mean Look at what my mate Paddy the Babby's doing In the UFC world Oh He's everywhere he, Absolutely he, believe, yeah. he, believe, he believes in himself And he backs it up With his fights And that's what I've You know I've got to take a leaf Out of his book Not Maybe not to the same extent You know what I mean Because it works a lot He looks a lot cooler On someone who's hard Than someone who's not You know what I mean But uh, <laughs> uh, Like I've You know I've, I've got to take out a leaf Of his book And you know Believe in myself And tell people That I believe in myself And then the tunes will back that up anyway So um yeah it's just it's a good time now it's you know all being well if we can just keep gigging through to christmas and you know have a good summer next year next summer then you know this guy this guy's the limit for me i think just just gotta just gotta keep keep working hard and keep my feet on the ground you know what i mean and my head's on the ground as well no definitely um
0: I'm going to ask you the question I said I was going to spring on you now, which is the podcast question. And it's 100% my fault that you're not already aware of this because uh, I should have sent it out and I've done this before. I'll do it again. Um, uh, So we briefly told you, we ask every guest to give us three musicians, past or present, that they could spend a night uh, around a table with, having a drink, getting to know. Who would you choose? Who's your first choice and why?
2: Bob Dylan, because he's me, number one. You know what I mean? Like He always will be. Yeah. George Addison, cause yeah. he's number one Beatle, and he's just was God rest him. Like he was just a unbelievable human being. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Big fan of George and like everything he stood for and everything he represented. Really, and he used to be an electrician like me before he went into the Beatles and stuff like that. So I'd like <laughs> I'd like to talk to him about his toolbox. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> back like, in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah like so George and then the third would probably have to be David Byrne from the Talking Heads yeah um, because okay. he's a mad and weird fucker and I was going to say uh, <laughs> like I just think he'd be unbelievably into might be a bit awkward you know what I mean because I yeah. think he's a bit I think he like it's just a bit he just seems like a bit mad but he's I proper got into the Talking Heads over lockdown and I've always liked a couple of tunes but I've seen Stop Making Sense and which is an unbelievable gig. I don't know if you've seen it. It's it's, it's a live yeah. gig that they've done in 1984. It was like sort of captured as a movie. And he starts yeah. off coming on with the stage with an acoustic guitar and a boombox and then ends <laughs> up with 15 musicians like full, like yeah. oh, it's unbeliev and you come on one by one, tune by tune, and like it's just an unbelievable show, you know what I mean? Like mm. it was it sort of inspired me to to for me encore on Saturday night, and he's, he's like, I don't know, I've just been I was proper fascinated by him for a for the period during the lockdown. You know what I mean? And I mm. thought to myself, like, it'd be mad to meet him just because, like, he yeah. just seems out there. But I'd love to talk to him about like stop making sense. And this must be the place. is probably my favourite song in the world at the minute. And mm. he he obviously met that and performed it. And I just I just love to. You know, it'd be even better if the three of them were all together. That's, what, that's like, what we say.
0: We say they're all yeah. together. That's, that's the concept.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, like, obviously, like, George and Bob knew each other from the Travelling Wilburys, do you know what I mean? Mm. And then David mm-hmm. Byrne, you know, I think he'd be a bit of an outside-of-the-box addition to the Travelling Wilburys. And then, obviously, I'd put my name in the hat as well, do you know what I mean? We could sort of reform from that point. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, and, like, yeah, so, yeah, that's that. That's me three, I suppose. I, I'd say someone at the minute who's doing things and making music, but mm. in all honesty, we're all on our own paths at the minute. And, like, do you know what I mean? Mm. I, I'm sure I'll cross paths with a lot of those people over the next couple of years at, at festivals and whatnot. So, mm. I'd rather not wish for something that's already going to happen. I'd rather wish for something that's never going to happen. You know what I mean? And imagine yeah. something that's just never, ever, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, to, to sit at a table with Bob Dylan alone, with yeah. George Addison reincarnated and David Byrne all together at the table, mm. do you know what I mean? That's yeah. uh, People yeah. should make a film about that, you know what I mean? That'd be good. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, they're they daily three, like. And,
0: That's yeah. good. No, I was, I'm impressed at how fast you gave them as well. It's quite straight off the cuff. Easy, easy yeah. choices to make, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bob,
2: Bob and George would always be at my table, mm. like, you know what I mean? If mm. if given the chance. So uh, David Byrne was probably, it was probably a toss-up between David Byrne and like someone like Paul Simon do you know what I mean like but I just think like Paul Simon a bit of the a bit similar to like the Dylan and McCartney but I just think David Brayne would bring yeah. that little bit of yeah, little, bit, little bit of edge to the conversation do you yeah, know what I mean like, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. him and Bob Dylan might be quite like controversial with each other and there might there might even be a few crosswords if they were sat across the table from each other do you know what I mean and mm. it might be quite cool to sit there and Throw your mm-hmm. two pence worth in, but, yeah, that's that's me. That's me. Pints of all pints, like solid,
0: awesome. good, good choices. Uh, we usually we usually let people. Uh, the last thing we ask people is what are the plans, but we know exactly what your plans are. It's it's tour, album. Are there going to be any more releases?
2: Yeah, definitely. There's going to be at least two more releases before the album. And mm-hmm. I like you know, I think the first two were, 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 were more festival songs, like sort of like you know, like announcing a new sound. Mm. You know, Days of norms has got the big la-la-la and it's sort of like, you know, sort of gig tunes, if you know what I mean. But like these next two are more like tune-tunes, like they're more like a bit more universal. They're not sort of specific to Jamie Webster, do you know what I mean? Probably yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or almost curveballs in a way, do you know what I mean? Like one of them could be on The Wizard of Oz, do you know what I mean? <laughs> and and, 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 the, and the, the other one could be like, Almost like a Peaky Blinders soundtrack, sort of. Do you know what I mean? Like a, mm. or like a spaghetti western soundtrack. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. And uh, the, the, I think the two the two biggest tunes off the album, like, do you know what I mean? And and definitely the two most complete, all rounded tunes. And yeah. I'm I'm almost not expecting people to like fully get them straight away. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm almost expecting, especially especially with the next one, people to be a bit like oh, it's going to take, like, you know, it, it yeah. took me two or three weeks to get into that one because it's just yeah, like,
1: yeah, yeah. it's
2: it's different. almost, it's almost like Paolo Martini meets Red Hot Chili Peppers, do you know what I mean? In a way, yeah. sort of like cross it. and as the baby of the Arctic Monkeys at the same time, do you <laughs> know what I mean? It's like, just like a bit of a yeah. proper, it's a big sounded tune, you know what I mean? And like, mm. quite a dark and edgy vibe to it, but it's cool. It's cool do you sport. pick the
1: tunes yourself or do you have some input? The ones that you're going to release as singles?
2: No, like, obviously, I'm on an independent label, so what that means is I have more control over, yeah, what goes on, you know what I mean? everything so it's almost like a fifty fifty power sort of mm. thing, you know what I mean, Where obviously the label have got the the label have got their ideas, mm. but independent work and, and the difference with independent record labels and and major record labels is independent work, record labels work for you you work for the majors, do you know what I mean? You work yeah. for the big boys down in London. Yeah. You, you basically do as you're told down there. But with me, I've got a local label who, who believe in me and my vision and, and and sort of my steering of the ship, which I'm very lucky to have. And so, I'm not saying, like, they don't help me because they're unbelievable. Like, for, for, for an independent record label to go above and beyond to make sure that, like, I'm where I need to be or they do the best to make sure that I'm where in the best position that I can be. And, but in terms of the releases, no, it was like, you know, I think they basically picked themselves in the first two yeah. after what we've been through. Yeah. You needed to, I mean, I needed to put two tunes out like this and you know, I'm glad that they've been received in the way that I wanted them to. Yeah. But with the next ones, you know, we want, like, these are for sort of like the real, J.D. Webster fans, if that makes sense, do you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Mm. If you love these tunes, then you're a fan for life, basically, do you know what I'm saying? And Yeah. Uh, just, I, I, I genuinely think that the second of the two next singles is the best song that I've ever written musically, like, feeling-wise. It's not a big fast-paced one. It's a lot slower and melod- more melodic, you know what I mean? But it's, it, I, I just, like, where I wrote it, I was just remember thinking... That's a fucking tune, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, uh, <laughs> I just, uh, you don't say it often about your own tunes. Me, least of all, I write like a tune and mm. I have to get it in the demo and I have to get it in the demo studio and get me drummer behind it, the bass player and the guitar, to get everything on the tune until I know that it's like good or not. But I writ that tune. I can't say the name or not because obviously I want to preserve all the, yeah, all yeah, the hype. But, my, yeah. but uh, when I write that second of the next two singles to come out, I just remember thinking to myself, That's that's it. Like that's the tune you've been waiting to write all your life. Do you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, just uh, obviously I could say this now and it could go down like a fucking said, But uh, you know, (laughs) uh, who knows? Do you know what I'm saying? It's I'm I'm proper buzzing about it. I'm buzzing about the next two more so than the first two. And if that's anything to go off, then you know what I mean.
0: It's proving up for a good album, then.
2: Yeah, it's honestly the album. Like I I couldn't. I'm not just saying this because it's my album, but when I listened to it back for the first time, when I got the mix back, I couldn't believe that it was my album. I was like, yeah. "That's fucking not me." You know what I mean? Yeah. I have not written those songs, and like, I remember like punching the air in my living room, like listening to them because I was just that fucking amazed with it. just the sound of it, and like, oh, it just sounds proper, you know. But like, I'm I'm telling you, if anyone from the past 30 years has been in my genre of music, would have put this album out tomorrow. You would not like you who's been at the top of the top. I genuinely don't think anyone would bat an eyelid and be like, mm. no, that's shit. They'd be like fucking hell, this is amazing. Do you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. I think like I genuinely think that like the sound, the direction and like what I've written about and the way I've delivered it is is it's my best work yet. And it's I think I, I you know I haven't heard much better than it in the last three or four years from any emerging artist. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you know I mean obviously it's not me who decides it's the people who decide. But yeah. I think if, if enough people, if the right people hear it, or if if just more people hear it, it'll, you know what I mean, it'll sell. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, I just yeah, I'm just buzzing for the for the the campaign now though, and to, to to get that like obviously it's like it's like doing it all again. The first album campaign, like I said at the very start, it's fucking buzzing like yeah. you know once the tunes dripping and you see people getting involved in it, I just like. Because this is, a, I think it's a natural step up and progression and it's a new sound, it's a new sort of way of me writing my songs and that, you know what I mean? And yeah, I just, like, I can't wait to see it all over again, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, uh, I, can't, I can't wait to hear it, I'll be honest, because I love the first two and um, best you've really, of with yeah, really.
1: you You've sold those next two as well. You, you <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, cool. but, uh, best of luck with the whole campaign and obviously with the tour as
2: well. And thanks so much for, for coming on. Sean, James, thank you very much, lads. Appreciate it. Been a thank pleasure, you, mate. Cheers. Thank you so yes, much yeah, for your yeah. time. Keep, keep in and them 100 quids as well, lads. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> so if you want to drop down to
1: McCoolies, mate, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> down to McCoolies later, they'll be fucking chucking cash at you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Take so it easy, thank mate. You, thank you, you very much, lads. See you soon.
0: Nice one. See you. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Yes, that was Jamie Webster. Um, Been excited trying to get him on. For a while, and the, the the time was right with the big announcement. So, uh, what did you make of that one, James?
1: I just think he's superb. I think he's a brilliant. He's just a great fella, isn't he? His music mm. is fantastic. Um, he's made me a fair few quid. You'll um, <laughs> <laughs> be sending you'll uh, be sending an invoice for that. Yeah, well, it'll it'll get burned. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he's just a really nice fella, isn't he? He's mm, a good lad. Yeah.
0: Came across really grounded, and I think that. The way he talked about how he used to sort of doubt himself and stuff that surprised me, and I didn't know that, like, sort of that side of it. And what also surprised me, or maybe didn't surprise me, James, is how your voice, again, around a scouse person, as it did when you were in Liverpool, morphs more towards sounding like a scouse. You're like like a chameleon of accents. I don't genuinely, genuinely don't
1: pick up on it. You'll enjoy,
0: I think, you'll. Try and listen back and see if you see if you know what I see. Cause I, I think I mentioned it in the Lauren Hibbard episode, didn't know when you were just before a gig in Liverpool. You were Yeah,
1: um... yeah, we filmed I filmed from my phone, didn't I? In the car for that one. Yeah. S- sounding, I sounded... sounding
0: particularly Carriger. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're, no. specifically no, I Carriger.
1: Yeah, no, I I I'll be honest, I don't pick up on it. Maybe it's a subliminal thing. I don't know.
0: But I think it's quite good. I think it's quite entertaining. I enjoy it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, we'll be back. Some point in the near future, you yeah. don't even give a week anymore. Um, <laughs> with potentially the final episode of the season. Yeah, how do we go bigger than that? Yeah, we'll we'll find a way. But yeah, in the meantime, Twitter at Northern Chorus underscore Facebook Northern Chorus UK and Instagram Northern Chorus. Goodbye. Cheers.